0: social age of learning if we take a top level view of learning we see that it's changed very significantly in the context of the social age both individually and in the context of organisations we see that increasingly the learning that we have is contextual so it's more relevant to what we're doing and when we're doing it and quite possibly who we are surrounded by whilst we do it This contextual nature of learning means it's often more individualised. It takes place within communities, often communities of similar practice or similar interest. Much of it is devolved away from these formal monumental courses and programmes into smaller chunks of learning, delivered depending what you're doing, where you are, and quite possibly who you're surrounded by. We see increasingly... That it's adaptive to the individual, although the promise of this, as offered by various technologies or services, quite often supersedes the reality. Uh, What we see on the negative side is that quite often learning is just broken down into smaller chunks, very often without consideration of how it all stitches together into an overarching development journey. We're clearly seeing the adoption of social or socially co-creative approaches to learning at scale, but again in two forms, one which is driven by technology, which is often just a redistribution of content into channels which allow for comment, or truly social learning, which is engineered to be socially co-creative, so efforts where we see in the design of the learning there are opportunities for people to curate, interpret, invest themselves within the content. The geolocation of learning is becoming a significant factor so what you need where you need it is important and this isn't just about sort of cultural adaptation it's to do with the job you're doing at the moment it's particularly relevant as we see the adoption of augmented reality Uh, into uh, workplace learning, so predominantly in engineering or the aviation industry, where people need contextual information overlaid on what they're doing in the moment. So Overall, we're seeing learning supporting agility rather than necessarily the, the primary purpose being to build knowledge. And that, that's probably right. It's a, a broader shift away from knowledge being power towards effectiveness being power. So quite often that knowledge won't be held by the individual, but will be held within a, a broader community. In fact, we could use that word tacit to describe it. The tacit knowledge of communities and individuals is becoming more important. So we see this overall tilt towards informal learning, tacit tribal types of knowledge, increasingly social, collaborative. There's another aspect which I think is very relevant, which is the way that much of the learning we do in the context of the social age subverts hierarchy. So it's quite often learning that we need to be more effective, but beyond any formal system. And that's always been the case, but it's historically been at a very local level. Level, but now we're seeing that kind of learning being shared more broadly, typically not through formal channels, but through these side channels. So democratized technology enabling the flow and spread of slightly subversive but extremely useful knowledge at scale. All of that of course takes place within the context of learning communities and this has been one of the other big foundational shifts that much of the learning we do today takes place within communities that exist not within a classroom but within some kind of online social space. We've seen in the research around the landscape of trust that people trust formal technologies less than they trust social ones. So very often we hear that people are collaborating on technologies like WhatsApp more than they're collaborating on some of the formal technologies of the organisation. Not because they're trying to do bad things, but because they are trying to operate in learning spaces, spaces where they understand the community and how trust flows within it, where they can safely rehearse and prototype new behaviours. So to understand how we design and deliver learning in the context of the social age means we need a strong understanding of what communities are and how they operate and how we can nurture and empower them. So at the top level, we see that the notion of learning has moved away from being an organisation curating a body of learning, building it into a course and doing it to people. And we've seen knowledge becoming slightly less relevant against the context of sense-making and meaning. You know, what does it mean and what do we do with it? So you could probably argue that there's a general shift towards practice we see there's a great deal of fragmentation in terms of how learning is delivered, in terms of the technologies that are used, in terms of the spaces and contexts in which learning occurs. All of it really in support of agility, enabling people to do what they need to do when they need to do it. So at this sort of high level view of learning in the social age, we see a lot of change, both in terms of how learning is designed, how it's served up, what it is we're learning, how it is consumed, and how we are effective because of it. And all of that leads to an understanding of the new context and the ways that we'll need to adapt our organisational approaches and indeed individual approaches to fit that reality of learning in the social age. I want to finish up by asking a question, what can you do about this? And in this episode, as we're looking at the social age of learning, I'd encourage you to ask whether your organisation is adapting its approach to this new reality and perhaps focus on looking at a few key areas. So the first is, what are the provisions you are making for the co-creation of knowledge. So how is your organization uh, adapting in that way? Is it relying on technology or are you focusing on specific skills around that? The second is to think about community. What support is there in place for community? And perhaps consider that in terms of resources and in terms of spaces. So where can community form and how is it supported? And perhaps thirdly, if we think about subverting hierarchy so if people are learning things which maybe work their way around the edges of rules and systems and processes where have you earned the right to hear those voices so how can you access that tacit tribal knowledge that flows through the organization <music>